You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, December the 10th. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Got a little bit of change in programming that was previously announced due to some Cardinal news. Um, Supposed to be talking about just Wainwright today and kind of recapping the week tomorrow. I hope you guys have enjoyed the content this week in case you you missed it. Uh, Talking about non-tendered free agent agents that the Cardinals could possibly acquire or go after. Uh, my top three, um, in no real order, but a little bit of an order. Uh, Eddie Rosario was talked about on Monday. Sean Sears joined the show, Locked on Cubs, to talk about Kyle Schwarber on Tuesday and Ryan Latica, uh, Latica excuse me, uh, new host of Locked on Rockies, joined the show yesterday to kind of break down David Dahl and his uh, breakdown of him so uh, in case you missed it we kind of talked about those and where they might fit in a potential Cardinal lineup and things like that because you know, the Cardinals are going to get one or none none of these guys you know they're not going to get multiple they pretty much all fit the same need for St. Louis in terms of a left-handed power bat at the left field position a corner outfielder at the least so I think it'll be interesting to see if the Cardinals do end up going after them but as we've learned in the last number of days, the uh, Cardinals offseason plan seems to be more focused on Wainwright and Molina. Uh, in press conference yesterday, or a meeting with reporters yesterday anyways, John Moselak says that um, they're committed to bringing back their, quote, legacy players, end quote, is what John Moselak called uh, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. So I need some time to think about uh, my thoughts on because uh, there was a report also out by Mark Saxon in, a, in an article in The Athletic that I read that says that the Molina representatives called a contract offer by the Cardinals, quote, um, ridiculous. Um, so obviously that, that's not a very good place to start negotiations if, if there, there does want to be um, a re-signing by the Cardinals. That's not a good place to start. Um, so I need some time to think about it. Um, so I'm going to give myself the day um, and be sure to tune back in. Tomorrow, when I, when I kind of give my more thoughts on the Molina situation, uh, Molina Wainwright situation, but really the, the Molina situation. So, um, but but it is it is interesting that they are putting so much focus on resigning these two guys that are going to give you a year, maybe a year and a half uh, of quality major league experience or quality major league results, I should say. So that is something kind of interesting to think about. But I get it. Obviously, uh, I've said in the past that the Cardinals need to sign, resign, need to resign. Yadier Molina, and, you know, not that my thoughts have completely changed on that, but definitely some things to think about. So uh, instead, what we're going to do today is I'm going to give my thoughts on Adam Wainwright's Roberto Clemente award winner, uh, award winner, excuse me, and um, as well as kind of recap the week in terms of other MLB news, because I know that we've been very Cardinal focused this week. So I do want to give you guys a little bit of a taste of what around the league has been. Um, but first, let, let's go ahead and start with, with Adam Wainwright. He won the 2020 uh, Roberto Clemente Award, and th- this award um, goes out to basically uh, what what's defined as is goes to one of the league's most highly regarded, recognizing a player who best represents the sport through extraordinary character, community involvement, philanthropy, and positive c- contributions. Obviously named after the late great Roberto Clemente, 
Um, this is Adam Wainwright's first win uh, of this award, and he, you know, there are a number of different things you can cite um, for Adam Wainwright's uh, winning this. Um, there's a, a partnership with country musician Garth Brooks and his foundation teammates for kids came about last year um, and their home plate project that addressed food insecurity in the country. Um, when I went on a mission trip to Ethiopia to purchase an 11 acre plant that is now a clinic and a dairy crop farm, his fantasy football league is obviously a, um, a big thing that he raises money for. Um, to to help uh, bring bring food to people that um, fantasy football for charity uh, for his foundation Big League Impact, uh, which you know one hundred ten thousand dollars just raised in the first year um, with with food operation search and w- with Walter well wait wait a mission so like like I said there are a number of reasons to pick Ina Wainwright and you know anybody that was nominated for this award is obviously in high regard but what what makes this award really mean so much or what shows the fans, what shows me that this means so much is that Adam Wainwright, a guy that is 39 years old, been in the major leagues since 2005, has 167 career wins. He has closed out a World Series. He's pitched a complete game clincher for another postseason series. He said that this is the highest honor that he has received as as a baseball player. That 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 tells you a lot of what this means to Adam Wainwright, um, and, and just the impact that this has had on him. Um, I mean, just to quote Wainwright specifically, he said, "This is the greatest honor of my entire career. Just adds more fuel to the fire. It doesn't have me stopping anything right now." End quote. He is just remarkable. He embodies what the Cardinal way is. The Cardinal way, from a baseball standpoint, is doing all the little things right, moving runners over, getting them in, throwing strikes, things like that. The Cardinal way it goes beyond the baseball field, though. And that, that shows in the history of the Cardinals winning this award. Lou Brock won it, one of the greatest all-time Cardinals, one of the greatest men uh, that has ever put on the, the uniform. Ozzie won it, one of the greatest Cardinals to ever wear the uniform. Albert won it. Yachty won it. Carlos Beltran won it, and now Adam Wainwright. Six Cardinals have won this award. You know, a certain amount of this is luck, depending on who you draft, who you get, what kind of people you get. But to have six former members really shows you what what the Cardinal way means and how that goes beyond the field of baseball. The Cardinal way really is a lifestyle for a lot of these guys, and these six specifically. So it, it, it was just, you know, I mean, Adam Wainwright, like I said, talked about how it was the greatest honor of his life to receive this award. You know, and that that's not something that he says lightly. That's not something anybody says lightly. You know, the greatest honor of my entire life was the exact quote. I mean, that, that, that just shows you how much this means to Mr. Wainwright. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it's the cardinal way. I understand that. None of these people I mentioned are, are perfect, and we might have opinions on some of these people right now, but for them to win these awards, it goes to show you what kind of work they do in their community and what kind of difference they're really making. So uh, congratulations. Again, I, I did a little post on the day of, but truly congratulations to Adam Wainwright from Locked On Cardinals, from Lucas Smith, from me. Uh, congratulations on that exceptional award. So um, after a quick break, we will do a quick little recap of the moves from this week, something I want to talk about as well as Cardinals announcing their minor league affiliates um, for 2021. So um, talking about all that after a quick word from our wonderful sponsors today.
So this week is what normally, or it is, the winter meetings, what normally would be taking place in person and a bunch of small talk and things like that. But obviously that's very different this year. We've got some virtual things happening um, in terms of, of what those meetings look like. But still some moves to talk about. Cardinals aren't among those moves. Hopefully by the time um, it's all said and done, they do make some sort of moves. Um, but a couple of, tr- of trades and things I want to talk about that have happened in the last seven days. Um, one of them actually within this division Cincinnati Reds making a trade on Monday to send, in my opinion, one of the best relievers in the in the division, Rafael Iglesias, uh, and Cash to Los Angeles uh, Angels for no Ramirez and future considerations. Uh, I, I think I really do think Rafael Iglesias is one of the top relievers um, in, in the division. He's definitely one of the top relievers in the Reds system. Uh, um, or in the Reds' bullpen, rather, not in the system. Uh, back-to-back years of 30-plus saves in 2018 and 2019. Had eight saves um, and, and 10 opportunities in 2020. ERA under three last year. Uh, opponent batting average under 200. Whip under one. So I mean, just really, really remarkable numbers last year. Uh, and I, I just think him leaving the Reds, you know, head over to, to Lockdown Reds for more specific coverage. But I just think that that really... You know, I don't know much about Noah Ramirez, and this is not a Reds podcast. So, again, if you want more in-depth analysis, head over to Locked on Reds. Jeff Carr does a great job. But from a Cardinals perspective, getting Ramirez, or Iglesias rather, out of the division, I think it's a huge positive. Because, like I said, I think that he, he's got some electric stuff. So I was really kind of – I was happy to see him leave the division. But for me, the big trade or the, the big signing – you know, big trade uh, of the week came uh, from Texas to Chicago when the Texas Rangers traded Lance Lynn to the Chicago White Sox for Avery, Avery Weems and Dane Dunning. Uh, I talked a little bit to Herb Lawrence, uh, host, uh, co-host, one of the hosts of Locked On White Sox about this, and he was happy the Cardinals got Lance, or no, that the White Sox rather got Lance Lynn, and it's a reunion, obviously, of La Russa and Lynn. And I think that's kind of a neat story. So again, more in-depth analysis, Locked On Sox is your store, is your place. But I always like Lance Lynn. I really, really do. I think that he has evolved as a pitcher as the year has gone on. I think he, he's learned that he can't just blow heaters by everybody like he did. Um, you know, He was on the Cardinals from 2011 to 2017, made 30-plus starts every year except for 2012. Uh, when he, he didn't make 30 appearances in 2011. That was his rookie year. But 30-plus appearances every year from 2012 to 2017, um, 29 starts in 2012. Other than that, 31-plus starts. Um, minimum innings from 2012 to 2017, 175. Uh, so he was an innings eater. Mid to high threes ERA. He had one year, 2014, we had an ERA under three. Really reliable. Struggled in Minnesota and in New York. Kind of found his way a little bit in Texas as his ERA has continued to drop and kind of found his way, like I said, in Texas as he's kind of evolved as a pitcher. But I think, you know, when, when you look at this White Sox team, that's incredibly, incredibly dangerous. You add Lance Lynn to the mix. Now you've got a top three of Giolito, Lynn, and Keuchel. You can, I think Giolito's the number one. I mean, you can put Lynn and Keuchel whatever order you want, but that's a really, really solid, um, really solid one, two, three punch for the White Sox. And I think that that elevates them because that was their one weakness last year was starting pitching. They couldn't find enough pitching to get through Oakland. Uh, they had that, that cease kid, the lefty with 100-mile-an-hour fastball get hurt, so that didn't help. Uh, but it was pitching that kind of did them in. We all know about their offense with Eloy, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Yohan Moncada, Tim Anderson, all these guys. Elite, elite offense already. And now w- with Lynn, that makes that, that team extremely dangerous in the AL Central. 
and then the another move that happened in the AL Central, um, AL Central was busy, uh, was Kansas City, the Kansas City Royals, I-70 rivals, Ryland Styles, wonderful host of Locked On Royals. We'll have a breakdown for you if you want it. Signed veteran first baseman Carlos Santana to a two-year, $17.5 million contract, I believe. This is a guy that he was with the Cleveland Indians from 2010 all the way to 2017. Took a year off to go to Philly in 2018. And then went back to Cleveland in the last two years because Philly wasn't a good fit. Uh, he really struggled in, in Philadelphia as well. He had a down year in 2020. His average has never been there. His on-base and slugging always have been there. And I think that th- this is a nice move for Kansas City. I really like this move. I- I've always liked Santana. Again, average isn't as high as you might think. But again, average these days don't tell you as much as it did in, in the past because of all the other stats and, and things like that. But Carlos Santana to-, to the Royals, I think, was a really positive move for Kansas City. This is a team that's in a rebuild right now with Mike Matheny at, at the helm. You know, he can get as much crap as he wants to get. All right, but you can give as, as much crap as you want to give him, but I, th- I think that that's a good fit in Kansas City. I think he's improved in his time since um, St. Louis, and I think that you know I think that, that team overachieved a little bit in 2020, but I think this move really, really helps them in 2021, signing a veteran guy like Santana. So those are the kind of the three moves that I wanted to chat about and talk about a little bit. Uh, Cardinals have not made any moves, um, not even any, anything minor when you look at the list of uh, Major League Baseball um, transactions. No major or minor moves at all in the last week or so. Uh, but one move that they did make, not involving any players, or any Major League players in a way, is that they announced their um, restructuring. Uh, so Major League Baseball is restructuring their Minor League Baseball. Um, so they uh, Cardinals announced an invitation to their new affiliates, um, and they have extended um, their, their four new affiliates, uh, AAA Memphis, AA Springfield, um, Peoria, and Palm Beach as well. Peoria, I think they'll be high A, but uh, no, Peoria will be the Class A and Palm Beach. Um, or Yeah, high, high A and Peoria and, Cla- and Palm Beach will be Class A. Um, so all their top three affiliates, AAA, AA, and high A, are all within a couple hours. And I'm, I'm from 45 minutes from Peoria. I remember going to Chiefs games whenever they were the Cubs affiliates. Um, so it, it, it is unfortunate to see so many minor league teams get cut, um, and, and that is an awful situation for all those players, all those communities across the country that are going to now miss baseball. And it's just tough when you have baseball that's kind of struggling right now to to get a, you know to get their brand across, get their message across, and you see Major League Baseball restructure and take away so many minor league teams from communities that have baseball nowhere near them that have major league cities nowhere close to them, nowhere in the market, and yet you're taking away these minor league teams. It's really, really unfortunate. I'm happy that these four for the Cardinals stuck around. Um, you know, historically really good. My, I mean, AAA won the league a couple years ago, I think. I'm not really too in tune with it, to be quite honest with you, but I just it, it is tough to see some of these minor league teams get, get cut and not be invited to be affiliated with the major league club. But, uh, you know, Memphis... Will remain. They extended. They gave a number till 2030. They've been the top affiliate since 1998. Um, so I, you know, that that's kind of the minor league. That's really the only cardinal news we have to talk about. And it, it's unfortunate that it, that that is the case. And you know, like I said, we're talking about Yadier Molina a little bit more in depth tomorrow. But it it just it's been a slow week. And you know, I understand that the market is a little bit slow, and there be there should be and would normally be more moves to make at the winter meetings in a, in a normal year, but this year, as we know, is far from 
normal. But be sure, be sure to tune back in tomorrow on Locked On Cardinals when I give my thoughts on the Molina and Wainwright situation, specifically the Molina situation, because that seems to have garnered a little bit more headlines. Um, and, and talking about Mark Saxon article that was written yesterday. So be sure to tune in tomorrow for that. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball and email the show if you want at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Until we talk again, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day. We'll